Welcome, everyone, to the quarantine edition of Movies and Brews, where we still talk movies. And we still drink booze. We just do it at home, apart from each other. (laughs) We decided to take it a step further and do a six-mile-apart rule instead of six feet. So, yes, here we are recording from our homes. I apologize if the audio sounds like crap. We're uh, recording over Skype, and we don't really know what we're doing. Never done this before. First time for everything. Uh, we're you know we can't go to the movies for a while, but we're still gonna have some fun and still watch movies. Like got some really cool ideas, Daniel. One thing I thought would be kind of fun, like a double episode feature, we should watch the Alien sequels we have, you haven't watched yet. I was gonna be like Aliens, but Alien sequels because I've seen the first two in Prometheus and the one after Prometheus. Well, this would be Alien three and four. Does that bring us to Annihilation? Um, which one's Annihilation? Is that the Prometheus sequel? No, uh, no, I think that's like Aliens Four or something. Oh, it is. Yeah, no, in- Insurrection or something. Or I don't know. You have the box set. Alien Three <laughs> and then Alien Resurrection. That's what it's called. Also, uh, I I was thought you were making a joke, and I guess you were, but you nailed it. We are five point seven miles apart. So rounded up, that's six miles. <laughs> Pretty damn close. <laughs> Pretty close. Not bad. Not bad. All right. Cool. Yeah. So you got all your cool movie posters behind you, and I don't really have anything. Yeah, we're in Oh, I'm in TV. my little. Yeah, I'm in yeah. our little like game room that we have on the side. So it has oh, like okay. my PC and all of our consoles and stuff. And this is where I get to put my Lego when I'm done building it. Very cool. I saw you showed off that nice lunar lander. That is amazing looking. Oh yeah, it's the best. Have to. jealous? You should, but you should get one. <laughs> I do want to get. I do want to get those. Well, I have the shelf space for that because I do want to build the Apollo Five and then get the lunar lander and have them sit next to each other. Thus far during quarantine, I have not. I mean, it's new to me. I'll be working from home here pretty soon. Um, eventually, I'm probably just going to build Voltron because what else am I going to do? Yeah. Probably just take that on a Saturday where I'm like, yeah. I can't leave the house. Wait for that. <laughs> Oh my god, that's gonna be like an entire weekend build. So far, I still get to work, but uh, sweet, yeah, mostly gonna just be home. There's no gym to go to, no bars to go to. You know, about the the only activity I got these days is physical physical therapy. Yeah, you know, it was actually kind of funny. I literally got a haircut last week because I'm like, well, barbershops are gonna close, and I'm overdue for a haircut. So I'm like, if they close, I want to be prepared for that. I want to actually just get my haircut done while they're still open. Literally the week later, ordered to close by the by our state's governor, falling in line with like a bunch of other states. But I'm like, thank God I got my haircut last week. And then he's covering up with a beanie. And then I covered up with the beanie because it makes the headphones feel better on my head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, know. I had to wear mine for three hours yesterday watching uh, Braveheart because everybody else went to bed. <laughs> but man so worth it though freedom. Right. freedom okay well yeah we've been rambling on here let's uh let's talk about what we're drinking what are you drinking on your end today all right so yeah since we're not together we had to provide separately and i wasn't so luckily we always have at least a little bit of beer so i'm drinking atomic jukebox from fort george and so I told you it tasted a little funky. Uh, so I didn't actually know it was in this like 
Connor brought over a growler of it and left it here. So I'm like, oh, let's check this out. But it's it has passion fruit, blood orange, and guava in it, and a hazy IPA. So oh, it's very nice. fruity. It tastes almost like a mimosa, like but like sour, more sour. Mm, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well- I'm drinking good old Breakside Wonderlust, one of my favorite IPAs out there. Yeah, I actually went to Breakside today and stocked up on some things. Got nice. a six pack, a bunch of 22s. I got a can of uh, Rough Beast. Ooh. And nice. uh, wait, did you say was... a can or a bottle? Of can. What Rough Beast. They, they put them in cans it. now? Yeah. Hell, a couple of in them. Six packs? No. No, it, it's a. Uh, there's a term for it when they fill it in a can and put the do the lid themselves right then oh, and the there. Crawlers. Yeah, crawler. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I didn't so know they did that. Yeah. So and she, uh, Stephanie was working today and she was gonna get me a free glass crawler along with uh, some symphony symphony one in it. I'd pay for the still pay for the beer part, but she couldn't right. find a cap for it, so we couldn't do that. Oh, that's too bad. But, that happened last time. Otherwise, uh, yeah. I was good. <laughs> oh, nothing. We just went to go grab some growlers one night, and they could not find the lids to them for like ten minutes. <laughs> Run low on supplies. Exactly. But yeah, but, sweet. Well, we got beer. We're stocked up. But yes, but thank you, Stephanie, for trying. If you're listening, thank you. That was much appreciated. <laughs> it's the best. But yeah, I got. I'm all kinds of good beer going. Support local business. Oh yeah. But yeah, as much I'm as drinking, can. drinking one of my favorite IPAs right now. All right. Well, shall we get into it, Daniel? I don't know if there's really much movie news out there. It's everything is canceled, canceled, canceled. Everything got canceled, canceled, canceled. This the cancel watch. Cancel watch 2020 here. Uh Wonder everything Woman got pushed canceled. back. Wonder Woman got pushed back. Now officially they pushed back the Scooby Doo movie. So Warner Brothers uh, just announced a bunch of cancellation or like pushbacks. And those are the only one. two that Yeah, I know, right? But so like those are the that's the only new like pushback that I can remember. So everything's still just getting pushed back and we're still gonna be I don't know, wait waiting on good movies. I took this photo yesterday. I don't know if you can see it through the camera. I can kinda see it. I don't know what it is. It's the movie theater with all the, the like the gated area closes. Oh, it's very sad. It's very sad looking. Jordan loves the movie theater. But yeah, a lot of stuff canceled. Um, I wonder if Top Gun Maverick will get pushed back eventually. Who knows? Could be the first. Maybe they're gonna hold out. I mean, because they can do it last minute if they want to. Because maybe they'll hold out, and it'll be the first big one of the summer once everything starts going back to normal. <laughs> Oh, I know. I would like to, I don't know. Like, this thing, like, it's going to be a weird year for movies. And people have been talking about, like, what are the Oscars going to do? You know, like, if things get pushed back, like, are they going to consider it? Or if it's going to push back till next year? Like, how the well, Oscars going to work? They all year? get screeners anyway, so. That's true. That's yeah. true, because usually when the Oscars roll around, there's mo- several movies on there that no one, we've never heard of. You know, yeah. that they've just, that haven't even come out that they've obviously seen. 
Oh man, it's a weird time for sure. A lot of productions being halted for the time being. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, I think Matrix Four got put on hold. Avatar Two is put on hold. <laughs> oh no, delayed again. I know. Oh no, New Mutants kicked yes. down. Oh, I know, it's horrible. Uh, horrible. That just still well, makes I'm, me laugh, though. I'm curious how renting them at home will work. I guess we'll find out with uh, the Hunt Trolls. What was the other big one? Uh, the Hunt Trolls. Uh, Invisible, Invisible Man is now out on which video. That already account. made majority Birds of, of Prey. Office. Oh, Birds of Prey, yeah. That's coming out quickly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I think if you oh, already we didn't talk it. about Onward comes out on Disney Plus April 3rd. Yeah, I know. So, is that next I mean, Friday? We we literally just commemorate off air about how the Angry Birds two made more money, and Onward never really got a chance. Onward didn't get a chance, and yeah, an Angry Bird movie beat out a Pixar movie. It's a very sad time that for the movies. <laughs> but it should not happen. No, it should not. <laughs> not. I'm looking forward to watching it again. As far as other movies we saw this week. I've been so busy working at night that I did not get to a movie this week. I oh wait no I do have one. Never okay. mind. Shall I go first? Uh, I have three. You have th- all right. You go first. <laughs> well, don't worry. They're quick. Well, the first one's quick because Sunday morning, classic picture of twenty odd year olds hungover from a party. <sighs> And by party, I mean drinking at home because there was nothing else to do on Saturday. <laughs> but uh, Sunday morning, I made pancakes and Shyla and I sat down and watched Into the Spider-Verse again. Nice. But still awesome. Still love that movie. Still so good. And it gets me so hyped every time I watch it. It's just awesome. I still love the animation. And this is the first time I uh, watched it knowing that Miles animation starts out slower and then it slowly ramps up throughout the movie and i think i could kind of tell the difference or maybe i'm just making it up in my head to make myself feel special (laughs) but it's still a great time loved it still 10 out of 10 i need to watch that again oh yeah well i saw a movie daniel about a about a boy that befriends a killer whale Free Willy. <laughs> yep. Last last week, the roommates and I were thumbing through, and we decided to watch Free Willy. Hell yeah, dude! What's that movie. Free Willy. That movie like probably instilled my fear of the ocean in me. So here's how long it's been since I've seen this movie. I didn't know Michael Madsen was in it because I didn't know who Michael Madsen was at the time. He plays the kid's adopted dad. Okay. And what has Michael Madsen been in? Have you seen a Tarantino film? Okay, okay, okay. Reservoir Dogs, let's start there. Okay, I was just making sure, because I'm like, that sounds really familiar. (laughs) But yes, so Michael Madsen's in it, I had no idea. And uh, Lori Petty, who is in Orange is the New Black, was in it as well. And man, (laughs) you see her in this, and then you see her in Orange is Black, Orange the new black, and you're like, whoa. <laughs> that is quite the transformation. Yes. <laughs> kind of crazy. But yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it's, it's a good, fun child family movie. I mean, nothing I'm going to watch too often. I know. They were like, 
how about tomorrow night? We watched Free Willy 2. I was like, eh, let's watch something more adult. Yeah. If we're going to stick with family fun, let's watch The Sandlot. Or something just like, just incredible. Well, you know, something incredibly good. You're right. Like Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Like Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Or uh, Toy Story 4. Heck yeah. Because we watched that on Sunday as well. Gavin had never seen it. So oh, we yeah. kind of all just sat down and was like, all right, we're watching Toy Story 4. Uh, we all cried. <laughs> this one just didn't know. get to me. I don't know. I still think it's sweet. And yeah, it, it made me cry. I actually cried during Into the Spider-Verse. Because just like that Stan Lee cameo hit me hard. And knowing that that's his actually last cameo, I started crying. Oh. And all choked up. Oh. So was so was Shiloh. <laughs> That's why we got to do some mall rats. I know. I'm telling you, um, 25th anniversary of mall rats. Sweet. That's gonna be fun. I would like to watch that because I've been talking about sh- talking to Shiloh about watching that movie because she's never seen it. Oh really? Yeah, <laughs> oh, that man. would be fun. You should uh, do a live uh, stream of so I can watch her reactions. <laughs> Just don't look at the camera. Don't look at it. At least I want to see the flea market reactions. Oh yeah, <laughs> that, that movie's hilarious. It's it's good. <laughs> oh man, but yeah. So we watched Toy Story four, relived it. Still very good. I still preferred How to Train Your Dragon to get that Oscar. Mm-hmm. But you know, still a good movie. Still, you know, I I thought I would like not like it as much this time through but i still like thoroughly enjoyed it like it's still a good movie it's just pix or twister already had a perfect trilogy to have a fourth one like it doesn't ruin it but it just you know i know it's a good movie but it just felt unnecessary at the same time exactly but it is what it is well i didn't get to watch the movie i was gonna i signed you last week because excuse me i was gonna watch it so we could both talk about it but i didn't get to it Oh man, so I guess I watched four movies because I also watched one other movie, but Jeez. yeah, because you the quarantine or something, apparently. And we watched three movies in one day. Like that was just it went. We literally went from Spider Verse, and I watched Tremors for the first time. Oh really? With Kevin Bacon. And I've never <laughs> seen Tremors ever. Is it at least a fun watch? It's well, okay. I actually loved it because it came, I had to look it up. I'm like, did this come out in the 80s? Because it feels like it has all the trappings of like a cheesy 80s horror movie, you know, like just one thing after the other. Like, oh, the people get trapped in an isolated area, they're not sure what to do, they keep calling for help, none of the phones are working. But I'm like, okay, this movie came out in 1990, so it still has all of like those 80s tropes, like up to the max. and. It just cracked me up so much. Reba is in it. <laughs> Wait, who? Reba. Reba, okay. Yeah, and Shiloh's like, this was Reba's first movie. I'm like, that's fucking hilarious. Because yeah. this, it it just got like so much like 80s cheese in it. And it was, I laughed so hard throughout the entire movie. Because it's just ridiculous. But it was, it was a lot of fun. And that's one that Shiloh used to watch with, uh, her family so she was like i'm glad you like it and i'm like yeah no this it's right up my alley kind of like how i love like 80s like cheesy horror too 
it was just it was a lot of fun and it also has like a heavy country twang like to it which i've never seen like a horror movie like that leans so far into like the country <laughs> aspects of it but it was great and those are on Netflix. I think all of them are on Netflix right now. They're on Netflix right now. Interesting. Okay, because I was just about to get on Watch Now and see where they were at. Have, yeah, we, ever we, watched... about... Have we ever talked about Watch Now? I don't think so. It's a site where you can go, you type in a movie you're looking for, and it'll tell you what streaming service you can find it on. Oh. So instead of like instead of pulling them up one at a time on your phone, like, is it on this one? No. Eh, maybe it's on this one? No. Yikes. I mean, humble brag, but I have an iPhone. I know, I know. But when I search something in like the built-in search bar on the phone, it literally does. It does tell you where it's streaming if it's available, and if not, it shows you where you can rent it. Oh, well, look how fancy you are with ooh, your little ooh. iPhone. <laughs> humble brag. I know. Well, for all I know, my phone does do that as well. I just don't know how to do it on my phone. Possibly. I don't know. Could- there's an app for that. <laughs> yeah, called Watch know, Now. Called Watch Now. There you go. I think they have an now app they... also. Probably. Everybody's got an app. But yeah, so I watched Tremors. And then I did watch Apollo 11. So you want me to save it? Or do you, you want to talk about it next week? Uh, we could save it for next week. Because I think I am going to watch it in the next week. You've t- watched a lot, it sounds like. Yep. Through these hard times. Through these hard times. I got all these movies. Buddy's laid off, so he's been around the house. So I'm just been like, oh man, we're finally gonna get to your movie list. You guys need to have an American Pie marathon. <laughs> well, he's never seen Mad Max Fury Road. Oh man, never seen Scott Pilgrim, which is a personal favorite of mine, obviously. Um, what else was there? There's definitely more, but those are the two that are coming to mind right now. But I'm like, oh man, Mad Max Fury Road. I'm looking forward to watching that again. Awesome old Scorsese together. He can introduce you to Goodfellas. Yeah, I need to watch Jackie Brown to just round out my Quint- my Tarantino watching. Because ah, that's the only so, one I haven't seen. See, I would have assigned to that. And I found out my girlfriend, Shiloh, been on the show. Uh, I don't remember what episodes. But she has never seen a Tarantino movie. Ever? Or she's seen one. I can't remember. I think she's seen Django. She's seen Django. Okay. But that's the only one she's seen. She didn't like Django. No? Which is understandable because she does not like Westerns. And I love Westerns. And Django, and even more so with The Hateful Ape, when it leans into the Western tropes, I love it. Yeah, that's good. So I, I thought that. If I get stuck at home, maybe that's something I'll do, is just sit down and watch some Hateful Eight. I'd like to finally watch the... Uh, four hour cut of it nice yeah that would be fun all right well so we switch gears here and uh get into our main movie on tap this week yeah So this movie on on tap is Jordan and I are sitting in our homes, quarantined, so we're just watching stuff that we've either never seen, haven't seen in a long time, or kind of whatever the hell we feel like. 
because this is our podcast and you know we're at home so we're just kind of seeing what happens to be fair we picked this one because we thought it was gonna be playing in theaters this last weekend and we're like well let's go see it and talk about it and then theaters shut down yeah so then we still watch it because jordan is we're not complete pilgrims we have blu-rays <laughs> that's right so yeah we sat down and we watched braveheart from 1995 Directed by Mel Gibson, That's director right. of The Passion of the Christ, actor in What Women Want, Mel Gibson. That's right. <laughs> Star, yeah, starring Mel Gibson. Braveheart, for those that don't know, which I'm sure most of our listeners do, when his secret bride is executed for assaulting an English soldier who tried to rape her, William Wallace uh, begins a, to revolt against King Edward I of England. That's kind of the Braveheart in a nutshell. So, I don't know, Daniel, you had never seen this movie before. What what were your thoughts? Well, my first thought was it was three hours. I mean, definitely three hours well spent, but even good movies, like if they have over three hours, it takes me a while to get to them. Uh, But It it always feels like homework at that point. Yeah, but I'm like, well, there's what else am I going to do with my time, especially on the weekends when I can't leave and my girlfriend's at work so just watch movies why not you know i could definitely be working out or doing puzzles or doing something else but i choose to watch movies <laughs> funny at local targets and fred myers the puzzle sections are completely wiped out i get it man i i have a couple puzzles that we haven't built yet so i'm like yeah i'm just gonna whip one of those out but yeah no so i'd never seen braveheart before like I've seen it been well, I've seen it been parried. I've seen it meme to hell. South Park does a lot of like ripping on Mel Gibson for like in a few episodes, and they definitely make fun of Braveheart. So like you've seen it like its cultural impact everywhere. I know what it is. I know who's in it, but I'd never seen it. So this was interesting. Yeah, I sat down for three hours, watched this like I don't know, like a classic. I guess like I mean. Everybody knows Braveheart. It's a cultural touchstone, at least. And I don't know. It was a lot of fun. Like, I didn't absolutely love it. I didn't, obviously, I didn't hate it. But I kept thinking, I'm like, man, I really want to watch Gladiator. If I'm into, like, this type of a movie, I want to watch Gladiator, which to me is, like, a gold standard of something, like, similar to, like, this type of movie. (laughs) Yeah, no, Gladiator's really good. But I don't know. Like, I kept thinking about Gladiator when I was watching this, which... I don't know if that's common or uncommon. It's just kind of reminded me of that. But Mel Gibson, watching him be like the leading man, the like the the heartthrob that I never think of him as, but kind of get weird reminders that older people love Mel Gibson. <laughs> Dude, he was huge back in his day, starting with those Mad Max movies in the late seventies. Well, that's the thing. Like it was all before my time. Ninety four. It, <laughs> it was yeah, Lethal Weapon movies. All before your time. I know. We did see a Lethal Weapon movie, which was not what I expected. But that was still fun. Yeah, like, I don't know. Just Mel Gibson, like, I, I've always known who he is, but I have hardly seen any of his movies. Besides, like, any of the, like, super modern ones. That's the only ones I've Yeah. I still do see his uh, directed, I don't think he's in it, but he directed Hacksaw Ridge. It's supposed to be a really good war movie. Yeah, that was one with Andrew Garfield, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think we have that one. 
I think so. Yeah, it's supposed to be good. Uh, but yeah, I've just never got around to seeing it. But yeah, I think it is in our family uh, digital library. Sweet. All right. Well, I guess we go over to Jordan. What? Because you've seen Braveheart before, but you hadn't seen it in a while. It definitely been a while. But yes, yeah, so Braveheart in general is probably one of my favorite movies. Um, I don't know if it's top 10, but it's up there. Like, I just think it's an amazing film. Well executed. Um you know, I probably saw this movie for the first time in high school, like so somewhere in the late '90s, early 2000s. I think right. I saw it just before Gladiator, because Gladiator came out in 2000, and I think I saw it a little bit before that, because I remember at the time of seeing it, it was probably one of the most violent movies I'd ever seen at the time. Right. Because I mean, the only things really, because you know, I've seen like a lot of action flicks and things like that, but all around like PG-13 level for the most part. Right. Our parents were on our butts constantly, if anybody's wondering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Always censoring everything we watched. But uh, yeah, because uh, The Matrix came out in 1999. I mean, that had some good action to it, too. And I'd probably seen Terminator 1 oh, yeah. and 2 by that point, too. But yeah, I think for the most part, this was probably the most like violent movie I'd seen at the time. Uh, like I mean, viscerally I violent? Yeah, because I don't think I'd ever seen a movie where people were getting their legs chopped off or things like that. I mean, unless you count Monty Python and the Holy Grail and the Black Knight. <laughs> I don't think you can count that, but yeah. So unless you I... count that, but yeah, I mean, this is the most gruesome violence I'd seen for that at the time, you know, somewhere in like mid-high school whenever I saw this. So you're getting your mind blown, like, at that when I... you saw Braveheart. Yeah. I probably got this on the double VHS thing. See, back in the day, if the movie was over two and a half hours long, it came on two VHS tapes. I know. I remember in our household, the only one I remember us having was the Titanic VHS box. Yeah. <laughs> I remember we told that to somebody and they thought we had like a special edition. We're like, no, that's that's just how the movie had to come. <laughs> it's just a long ass movie. Exactly. But yeah. Braveheart, three hours long. And... But yeah, so, but anyway, immediately, Theo, I love this movie. Like, right off the bat, I just, I thought it was just awesome on so many levels. I just, But everything is just so good in it. I, I love the story, the cinematography, the score, just everything was just so good. So well done. The action, everything. And yeah, Gladiator came out in 2000. I did see that in theaters, and I love that movie as well. But Braveheart still just stuck with me and it's still to this day you know i've seen it a decent handful of times but it, and it's been like 10 years probably since i last saw it so it was nice to refresh on it but oh, yeah it's just it's so well so well done and such a good story even if it's not complete like 100 historically, historically accurate, accurate it's fine i mean your average moviegoer is not gonna know the difference let's be fair <laughs> no i mean they're not and i was i was and, reading about that as a cinematic, st- from a cinematic standpoint, it is very well made. Oh yeah, just a really good story. But yeah, go ahead. Well, what, was this Mel Gibson's first movie that he directed? Directed, yes, I believe so. I can so that check just that. that just okay. Uh, but th- if that's true, like that just kind of blew my mind. I'm like that kind of like also just helps bump up the movie even more. Just knowing that Mel Gibson starring. Mel Gibson's directing and from my understanding it was like his first movie and if not it's like one of his early movies but he just fucking just goes for it 
which kind of what he's known for now. Like I heard in Hacksaw Ridge, like he just directed it and like there's just like a huge battle scene that just goes crazy, like bonkers, and people are like, Yeah, Mel Gibson. But okay. you know, uh I guess he, he did a movie called The Man Without a Face in two or in nineteen ninety-three, so two years before Braveheart. Okay, but so this is still his second movie, which is still incredible. Yeah. Like, well, so that I read too that Mel Gibson initially turned down the role of William Wallace uh, as he felt he was too old for the part because he was nearing 40 at the time and William Wallace was supposed to be in his like mid to late 20s. So he mm-hmm. wanted to cast somebody else. But uh, Paramount said, we'll finance this film if you agree to play the part as well. So finally, he just to get financing for the film agreed, all right, fine, I'll direct and play the part, which is fine. I mean, I you know, he, he is nearing 40 and that's obvious, but it doesn't bother me for whatever reason. I just, I don't care. I still think he plays the part great. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know who you would have put in there at the time. Brad Pitt, possibly. He had just come off Legends of the Fall in 1994. So maybe Brad Pitt. That's the only other person. That's the only other person I could have seen in that role at that time. Yeah. See, I don't know. Like, especially now that like Mel Gibson's so synonymous, like with Braveheart that you couldn't even imagine like, I feel like if it was like Brad Pitt, it'd be like, yeah, I did Braveheart, which was kind of a weird thing, you know, but I don't know. Like, I feel like Mel Gibson drives it home in a way that Brad Pitt at the time maybe couldn't, but I, I don't know. It would be a completely different feel. It's a, it's a tough call. Yeah, it's a real tough call, but I think him in it works just fine. Uh, I'm trying to think, what are some of your, like, your, your parts that stood out to you? Like what some, some things you just loved about it? Okay, well, like that... Or, or did love about it. <laughs> well, I had to look it up, because, okay, it was the Battle of Sterling Bridge? Or, let's see. I'm trying to... I don't know. Like, that was... I think that's just, like, the huge battle scene. Like, I don't know. Like, this... I guess, in a way, like, I kept thinking of Gladiator at first when I was watching it. But, like, they fight, like, barbarically, like, cool. Like, they just hack people in half. Or, like, well, you know, like, hack their limbs off, hack everything in just, like, a visceral manner that, like, it doesn't quite get there in, like, Gladiator and stuff. But, like, I'm trying to think of what I'm trying to say. But, I don't know. Like, I just loved, like, the brutality and the visceralness of the gigantic fight scenes with, like, you know, like, and also, I can I have finally well, it, seen Mel Gibson's like classic like speech to his men before they go into a huge battle. Yeah, yeah. Because that's been meme to hell. I've seen that like parodied so many times, but it's actually fun to get the context for all those things that you've that I've seen for years, just in passing by jokes on like Family Guy and South Park and stuff. So it just it feels good. Like I don't know. Like I guess. Well, you are seeing a piece of cinematic history. <laughs> exactly like that, and I know that, which is kind of just fun that it didn't actually let me down in any way, shape, or form. You know, like it's just, well, it's not my favorite movie of all time. It's still like I feel that I feel pretty great about this movie. Like, and it is fun to know that. Oh, this is this is this is why it's a big deal. Like. It's not just a big deal because everybody at one point said it was. It's still a big deal. Yeah, and I which... do like this. I like the setup and the execution of like why he's so mad at the English and wants to take him on and earn freedom. I mean, the way it's set up is that you know the English come in on your wedding night, take your bride, and you know deflower her themselves, then return her. 
That's yeah. pretty messed up. That's a pretty big fuck you. <laughs> you want to talk about oppression? That's oppression right there. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's pretty brutal. But yeah, I, I do like how you know we start off with William Wallace as a kid. He watches his dad and brother go off to war and not return. Mm-hmm. So he's still he's getting his first just glimpse of everything. I mean, we see that scene the beginning with him and his family in the barn, looking at all the bodies hanging from the ceiling. Right. I mean, that's just that'll make you know give any kid nightmares. Yeah. But yeah, start off there. I do like this introduction to him as a kid, though, because yeah, he sees that his brother and dad come home dead. And yeah, he gets taken off with his uncle. And I do like that moment, though, between him and the young Murrin, when she gives him the uh, flower. Yeah. But that was a good moment. And yeah, it kind of just sets up for it. Yeah, he's kind of, it's kind of like Bruce Wayne and uh, Rachel Doss a little bit there. Childhood friends. Kinda and just sets uh, up like a childhood romance. Gets yeah. it gets separated, but it gives the kids something to think about and keep him going, if you will, knowing that maybe yeah. someday he'll get he'll get to go see his, you know, friend Mern. Yeah, and I just I don't know that the whole first act I think is just great, you know, with them sneaking off and getting married, and then just what happens as far as like when the English do come to their village and yeah they attempt to rape her and you know she fights them off and then they kill her. I mean, that would. Pretty much said anybody off that I know. Yeah, you know, you mentioned that, like, the movie is super well executed. And, like, when thinking about it, like, oh, yeah, this is just, like, at its core, like, a re- like you know, a love story and a revenge tale, like, all rolled into one that you've seen a million times over at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, even then you've seen it over. But, like, just because this is, like, kind of like a masterclass film, like, they just, like, take all those, like, things that could very much be, like, oh, I've seen this before, blah, 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 but they, mm-hmm. like, they put it into this movie, they put all the passion and, like, all this furious, like, violence into it, and then it becomes something completely new. <laughs> Especially yeah. for the time. Yeah, no, definitely. And, I mean, let's let's be fair, James Horner's score definitely helps set the mood for everything, too. I, I love the score to this film. Oh, I yeah, in the early 2000s, buying it on CD, listening to it all the time. You hear that, kids? We used to buy it on CDs. At least I wasn't part of the uh, cassette generation. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, yeah. Uh, the soundtrack was also very good, which is also something I've heard you talk about. I mean, for God's sakes, <laughs> even when your cat died, when... I mean, I don't even remember when I was, how old I was, but I remember your cat died and we had a little funeral in the backyard and was burying him and you were playing the Braveheart soundtrack on your boombox. <laughs> oh, that just makes me so sad thinking about that. Poor Titus. Rest in Mate. peace, Titus. What a great cat. And he, he went out with Braveheart. Cat. He did. He, went, he got buried to Braveheart. Oh, I played the uh, execution music at the end. That's what it was? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Slash ending credits. But yes. Yeah. But oh, the, the score, especially those ending ones, though, are just so good. Like James Horner was a master at what he did. Um, in my opinion, he's sadly no longer with us. He died in a plane crash five years ago. But this guy did some incredible stuff. I mean, he's he did a couple of Star Trek films back in the day, like Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan. Uh, he did a lot of. Uh, Ron, uh, American Tale, you know, that cartoon with the mouse. Oh yeah, Don Bluth. Yeah, Aliens for James Cameron. How Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Uh, what's kind of funny is 
I think it might have won, a, or at least was nominated for Best Score, Aliens. But for some reason, James Cameron still wasn't the biggest fan of the score for whatever reason. So he didn't really want to use Horner again. But then it was after he heard the uh, Braveheart score that he was like, oh my gosh, no, I need to use this guy for my next movie. And lo and behold, skip, you know, fast forward two years, he scores Titanic. And the rest that actually makes that actually makes a lot of sense. Like I didn't realize that he did that. Like I didn't yeah. look him up. The soundtrack was great, but for some reason, yeah, there's some like themes in Titanic that kind of also are similar to Bravehearts. There are a few similarities, yes. Um, not like not like a one to one, but like you can feel like a similar essence to the music. You, you do, especially <laughs> yeah. The there's a lot of similarities in the bagpipes and the flute, the bagpipe of Braveheart and the flute of Titanic. There's a lot of similarities there in the tone and stuff. But yeah, he he was a great composer. He was one of my favorites. It's really sad he's no longer with us. And if uh, James Cameron ever gets this Avatar two off the ground, there'll definitely be a piece missing from it when Horner's not there to score this one. Well, it's not going to hurt the film because. No, but it could have helped. <laughs> it probably could have helped. Yeah. But we'll but yeah. see. I know. I'm waiting to be proven wrong about all those Avatar sequels, but I, I, they I, haven't I, put I, them out yet, so I haven't been proven wrong yet. I, I hope they do prove me wrong. I, I'm in the same boat. Like, I really hope they do, because otherwise I'm just like, eh. Yeah, but eh. when you start seeing a movie a week, you're like, you get less and less hopeful. It's just how it goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're like, yeah, God, I'm, I like, hope so. See it when we see it, I guess. I don't know. And then just like the new mutants, I'm sure it's terrible. I would hope it's not, but they shelved it and they delayed it so many times that we'll see. Why aren't they just doing the pay for this to rent it now thing? Why aren't they just doing that with this one? I have no idea. It's not going to make money in the box office. Just put it out already. Put it out. They already scrapped the sequels that they wanted to do for it. So just put it out. Let's. There's no point of it being delayed again. Just immediately should have gone to video on demand or just put it on Hulu because Disney owns Fox and could have just Get put it. it on Hulu. Get it the hell over with. Yeah, All right. well, let's, let's go back to let's backtrack to Braveheart here. Um, I'm trying to think of some good parts. I mean, we talked the battle scenes. They're just so well executed. So good. I mean, I love that part. Um, yeah, I remember for the first time seeing the surprise of the uh, giant spears that they had made and just how awesome that was to like literally like grandeur. Okay. Sorry. Just interjecting like, yeah, grandeur and like an actual epic feel to what is what they're selling to you as an epic battle feels actually like on a grand scale and epic. Like it doesn't feel honed in. It's like, it actually feels fucking sweet. <laughs> like, I don't oh, know. I, and I love that. I guess it's historically known that uh, King Edward I was pretty well. Get, he was really very good at war tactics. So, yeah, to try to how, outsmart him. I mean, mm -hmm. can you believe they used, what did they use, like 1,600 extras in this movie for the war scenes? 1,600 extras. So imagine every morning, people, 1,600 people show up to set, and you've got to try to get them all in makeup and costume. That would be insane. But yeah. I mean, honestly, it's probably, and that's something again, like with like such practical effects too. You know, like in a movie nowadays, you're not going to get sixteen hundred extras. You're going to get maybe like oh, 100, they, they, 200, and then the rest of them CGI. They didn't 
Yeah, they didn't even do 1,600 extras for Lower the Rings five years later. No. It was, like I said, a couple hundred real people and then CGI all the rest in the background. See, and that's the thing. You just don't get that type of, like, grandeur from something like that. Like, even Avengers Endgame, that big battle scene, sweet and all, but lots of CGI. But this, where you're just like, it feels real. It feels visceral. It feels like everything has weight because these are real people. There is something too about just knowing that they're all real people too, and that they're none of them are CGI. And I guess a lot of them were a part of an Irish army. A lot of the extras were Irish extras. Okay. Because a lot of this was actually filmed in Ireland. There's some a lot uh, some good key parts that are filmed in Scotland, but a lot of this was filmed in Ireland. Maybe just budget things. I don't know. I watched a behind the scenes video, and they were talking about how they had to film some stuff and just the pouring down rain, how it was just rain and rain and rain and just mud everywhere on set. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's Ireland and Scotland. (laughs) Yeah, just how big of a pain in the ass it was. But I don't know. They said they would, you know, obviously made it work. But, yeah, just some behind-the-scenes stuff I was looking at. Um, Trying to think here. This is kind of a funny piece of trivia. Several major battle scenes had to be reshot because extras were wearing sunglasses and wristwatches. (laughs) That's actually pretty funny. There was actually a while ago I had heard that there's a like a single frame or two like in Braveheart that shows an airplane flying overhead. Oh, really? Yeah. But I was looking for it. Either they might have digitally like removed it from like later releases. Maybe. I didn't I didn't didn't see it. I was looking for it, though. Mm. I wasn't looking. No, I've never noticed that before. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other uh, great parts of this movie. I mean, I had totally forgot about this, but I love when the uh, Scottish flash and moon the English. <laughs> that, that was hilarious. I love his friend. What do you think of uh, William Wallace's friend in this from childhood? Uh, Hamish? 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 The guy Hamish. with the axe that would just take his axe into everybody's stomach. I mean, I kind of love that. Like, it just... Like you said, I love like the barbarian aspect of it. Like, kind of feels like Vikings, you know. Like, obviously, a different part of the world, but like it kind of felt like Viking, especially his friend with the big old axe. Like, I like that. I appreciate it. Like William Wallace, his buddy, uh, his wife slash girlfriend or wife, I guess, because she gets killed on their wedding day. Blah blah blah. I'm trying to remember the other another character that I liked. I can't think uh, of his name. Princess Isabella is one of my favorite characters in this. I love her. She, the only other thing I've seen the actress in, Sophie, is uh, she was in The World Is Not Enough, a Pierce Brosnan Bond film. Really? Was she a Bond girl? She was the daughter of the pipeline company. or you know, She I was trying to fulfill her dad's work doing pipe, laying pipelines. Um, it's been so long since I've seen that movie. But yeah, that's the only other thing I've seen her in is um, World is Not Enough. But she is excellent in this. And I, I just, I love her um, relationship with the king and stuff. How he, you know, like, well, I can't send my son. They're not going to find him intimidating. Well, I'm going to have to send her. <laughs> yeah, and then she kind of like flips on him too. And <laughs> I know, I liked her. Um, wow. Yeah, that's so weird. I'm sorry. I'm looking at what she has done. She's done a lot of weird stuff and then just. Of James Bond movie. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I really like this movie. 
I thoroughly enjoyed myself watching it. Like three hours went by super quickly. I paused it a couple times. Yeah. I did too, just to to grab more beer though. Grab more beer. I took a bathroom break or two, but three hours and I was just like, holy shit. Well, I mean, so Fathom Events has been delayed. They actually announced they are delaying all the stuff that was supposed to come out this month in the next month. Uh, So yeah, let's say that this summer things are back on track and they play it. I'm going to go see this in theaters. Yeah, no, definitely. Just when like, it's back on, I want to go. I want to like now that I've seen it once. I'm like, okay, now now I feel even more obligated to go see it in theaters. Oh gosh, like that's the thing is I never got a chance to see this in theaters, so this would just be amazing to go see on the big screen. But yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Uh, um, I'm, trying, I'm trying to think of some other fun scenes. Um, I don't. Know, I guess I I love the uh, determination of Wallace's crew his army you know like when they're pushing the tree into the door trying to knock down the gates to a castle a lot of their men start dying and they run up and start pulling and yeah like well they get set on fire as part of it yeah i just shot my arrows but set on fire yeah no i know that's it that is cool i know i i don't know i maybe i didn't notice that as much like it is still like cinematically built pretty fucking great i don't know like it just like that felt more i was just saying like that fell fell more in line with like things that you do see in like at medieval movies and stuff like that but it doesn't negate that it was still very cool in this movie too right i I mean this this movie set the bar for quite a few things to follow i mean you do have your gladiator that followed and of course the lord of the rings trilogy after that right so but this definitely set the bar for all those. I mean, I'm sure Peter Jackson was taking notes watching this movie while he I was preparing so. to make Lord of the Rings. It is which... kind of a bummer that they didn't use as many. I mean, and still Lord of the Rings is like people know it for like, well, yeah, it does use CGI, but they use a lot of practical effects, too. Yeah, definitely. Um, so this movie, 10 Oscar nominations, Daniel. How many Oscars did it win? So it won Eight? five. It, it won Best five. Picture. Best Director, Best Cinematography, Best Sound Editing, and Best Makeup. All of those make sense. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it was up against that year. Maybe Apollo 13 would have been something that was up against that year. It was also nominated for Best Screenplay, Costume Design, Sound, Best Editing, and Best Score. Which, again, don't know what it was up against, but I think Score was snubbed in my opinion. But I'd have to look up and see what else was that year. Although maybe maybe James Horner won for Apollo thirteen. <laughs> you know, if you I just looked it up for the Academy Awards, Braveheart won Best Picture. If this isn't a time capsule for nineteen ninety six, Nicolas Cage won Best Actor for Leaving Las Vegas. <laughs> Which let's, I do want to. I still have never seen that. I want to see that. Let's see. Hang on. Best Academy Awards 1996, Best Picture, Braveheart, Apollo 13, The Postman, Babe, and Sense and Sensibility. Babe? Like Babe the Pig? Yeah, like Babe the Pig. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, it's been a while since I've seen that, but uh, I would say the Academy picked a good one that year. <laughs> yeah, like... So does it say for score who was up? Let me see. Let me take a look. Wow. 
Let's see. Oh, they have like this is actually on their actual website. View by category. You want to know the score? Yeah. Want to know what was up against music. this one? Let's see. Music original dramatic score. So the nominees were The Postman, Apollo 13, Braveheart, Nixon, and Sense and Sensibility. Mm, I'm going to say uh, Postman. Yeah, it was The Postman. Sorry. (laughs) I was going to say either Sense and Sensibility or Apollo 13 probably took it. But I would have been wrong on both accounts. All right. Well, that's cool that uh, James Horner nominated twice in one year. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's sweet. Uh, he, he is a composer I will definitely miss. Um, yeah, he's up there, in my opinion, with all the greats. So what, what are, let's, we'll wrap this up here. Uh, what are some favorite parts that you had? I mean, great battles. Again, great, good first accident. They have good battles throughout. Um, but you got betrayal. I don't know. What are some things that stood out for you that were some of your favorite parts? Well, really, the two things that stood out the most were, one, just a huge battle scene. You know, like the one that like is <laughs> the one that's been like, you know, like meme to hell. Like I've seen parodies of it, but like to actually see the battle scene and actually how cool and epic and just like at least it's 1600 people. <laughs> just like that feels great to watch. But that and the execution scene at the very end, those I think stuck with me. Those stuck with you. I think one thing I'm blown away by is no horses were harmed during the making of this. <laughs> did they watching really this, get slap that watching this you would actually think that like horses were killed through the making of this but no and there's a lot of mechanical horses but you can't even tell there were mechanical horses yeah and you can't even tell no I didn't that's crazy I did not know you would think yeah. from a movie like that old at this point that you'd be able to see through the cracks but damn I did that's awesome I did not know that yeah well now I'll get know. some for you, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. The ex- the execution scene at the end. Oh my gosh! It's still so the, mu- the music swelling. The music swelling in the background. I mean, it does bring me near to tears. I don't quite cry at this, but it does bring me near to tears watching it. But it gets you. It makes you feel something. It does. Uh, I think what what really brings me to tears, and again, this is her performance, is a uh, Sophia's the, the Princess Isabella when she's here. <laughs> Hearing it all and crying and watching the tears roll down her face. Because she definitely yeah. fell for this Wallace guy. I mean, let's face it. Wallace was a lot more manly than uh, her husband. King Edward. King Edward. Yeah. Oh, King Edward. Yeah. I do I do love when his dad throws his uh, friend out the window. <laughs> Just fresh Prince of Bel-Air style. Yeah. <laughs> Kicked into the curb. That's awesome. Tosses him right out the window. Splat. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. But, I, you know, even though his one true love was the the Murren girl, I do love the chemistry between him and the princess as well. Yeah. That was great. Like, the acting is great. The movie was great. It wasn't a letdown. That's great. Practical effects, great. Like, I this do, is what, like, what, 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 what does his friend say? How much? She's like, that must have been quite the conversation. I didn't know you're in the tent. I didn't think you're in the tent that long. 
Uh, yeah, exactly. It's just great. It's a great movie. I'm glad I finally got to see it. I'm glad you got to see it too. I'm excited. They, I mean, it's to me, it's a classic. It's going down as one of the greats, and it's just a must. It's again probably my top twenty of all time great films. I just love this movie. Awesome. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's wrap it up here. That is Braveheart. Um, yeah, what do you guys out there think of Braveheart? Let us know on our um, social media. Yeah, movies underscore brews on Instagram and Twitter. With all that noise going on back there. I have no idea. Something's happening, and with my roommates, they're doing yeah. something. Yeah, but knock it off. <laughs> Yeah, they're pretty quiet here. for most of it, but after an hour, they're like, yeah, he's fine. He's fine. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah, I guess we'll talk off recording here what we're going to cover next. But uh, yeah, let's, uh, I don't know. We got time for stuff. We got time. Drink those quarantinis. Make a quick beer run to your local business that still does pickup orders. Yes. And yeah, support, uh, your local. support your local businesses. Budweiser's going to be fine. Buy from somebody else. Yeah, screw Budweiser and buy from someone else. All right. Well, yeah, let's uh, let's wrap this up here, Daniel. Uh, so no gambling. We decided to put that on hold because what we'll probably do is possibly review two movies at a time. So we're just going to put off any gambling for a while. Possibly, yeah. Well, there's just nothing to gamble on. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, no gambling for a while. Possibly two movies. I'm thinking now that you, I mean you mentioned it earlier in the episode, but I think in probably Mallrats is going to be what I'm watch what we're watching this week. I want to because that sounds like fun. I, I mean, if we did have the double feature, it could do Clerks and Mallrats. We'll see. We'll talk about I'm it. Like, afterwards. Didn't we do Clerks? But I think that was one of our practice episodes before we launched the podcast. It was. It was. <laughs> yeah, so that's a fun one though. Yeah, do we have that on digital? I don't think I own Mallrats. Ooh, you don't? Uh-uh. I thought you did. I don't know. We no. can figure it out. Yeah, so I have pretty clerks. easy to get a hold of. I don't know. We'll figure it out we'll next see. time on Movies and Brews. Movies and Brews. <laughs> All right. But yes, thanks everybody for continuing to download the podcast. We'll be back with you in the weeks to come with some good throwback content. I mean, yeah, we're just going to go all out with just some cool throwbacks, whether it's celebrating a 25th anniversary, a 20th anniversary, 10th year anniversary, or just something random out of the hat. We don't know. But we'll be back with some fun content. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Stay safe. Watch movies. That's right. On that note. (laughs) Raise up the glass. Just don't break the computer. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers, right. ding. Right. Try that again. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> That's <was> horrible. <laughs> it's hard. We're not in the same room. <laughs>